Listener Production. This is Global Truths with Dr. Keith Souter. We tackle international politics, international relations, the world in this podcast. Dr. Keith Souter, expert on international politics, been commentating for years in media and, gosh, you've got a huge audience in terms of the amount of people you talk to at, at in clubs and just different organisations who hang <laughs> off your every word, Keith, because you're really good at explaining this stuff. So let's get into this, though, because I think it's something that will appeal to many, getting rid of billionaires because of, ah, well, in itself, great idea. However, there's also a growing disparity between rich and poor, and it's never been so bad. That's exactly the issue. So at the moment, the Biden administration, the new US government, is looking at ways of imposing um, higher taxes on the wealthy. And this is said to be the most ambitious tax plan since the early 1990s, that's 30 years ago, that there was anything like this current proposal. So remember, the Trump administration eased the tax burden on uh, many rich Americans and, and in a sense was responding to the concern that people had about this growing gap between the rich and the poor. Under Trump, that gap got bigger. Now, Biden is under pressure from the left wing of his party because the Democrat Party, or like the Republican Party, has got a variety of points of view. And so you've got people who are now on the left of the party who are just saying, let's go back to the high levels of taxation that we used to have before the taxpayers' rebellion of the late 1980s. So if you go back to World War II or go back to even earlier, in uh, World War I, the tax rate, the maximum tax rate was 80%. In other words, the amount that you would pay beyond a, a, a sort of basic common level. So it's called the top marginal income tax rate. So it's the last bracket of income, not the whole income. And the rich person pays substantially less than 30% of the person's income. So the, high, the rate was almost 80% in World War II, in World War I. World War II went up to 90% and has gradually been reduced down to 37%. Scandinavia, by contrast, have a rate of 70%. And, of course, the Scandinavians get back from this very high marginal tax rate, freedom from insecurity. Scandinavians don't have to pay for medicines, surgery, college education, maternity leave, longer vacations, etc. So in America, you pay for all those basic things, but then you get a lot more money to take home. The problem is the way the tax is structured, a millionaire gets to pay less tax than a, a poorer person or a billionaire. I was just looking at some of the figures I've got here in, a, in one document that it will take thousands of years for the average American earning an ordinary wage to become a billionaire. I think one figure put it at 23,000 years, <laughs> which is an awfully long time to, to work, 23,000 years. So what has happened is that in the late 70s, early 80s, we get the taxpayers' revolt in the United States uh, and basically in the English-speaking world where taxpayers said, or at least some people said, we want to pay less tax. We know we're going to get fewer facilities. So when I went through university, for example, I got free university education. The government gave me 
a living away from home allowance, pay for my university expenses, all of that, a travel allowance, book allowance, etc. But there was a much higher tax rate in the United Kingdom. Now we have reduced that tax rate, including in the United Kingdom, and of course here in Australia and the United States. And so people have to pay for, for example, their university education. In the United States, the student debt is one of the largest collections of debt in that country, which would make it one of the largest collections of debt in world history. And so students pay for their, for their education. So this has arisen particularly since the early 1980s. It's what's called the Taxpayers' Revolt. And Americans, followed by the British and the Australians, New Zealanders, have opted to pay a lower rate of tax with more, therefore, take-home pay, but they need to pay for more government services. That, that's the trade-off. Mm. But it has meant, therefore, that you get ordinary people paying a much larger percentage of their overall income than millionaires. Warren Buffett, who's one of the richest people in America, is campaigning for there to be some sort of wealth tax, which is ironic, but his argument is if we don't do this, we will end up with people who basically are angry with the system. Now, I've been talking about this growing gap between rich and poor for decades and really getting nowhere. And then 2016 comes along, you get the Trump vote in the United States and the Brexit vote in the UK. In both cases, angry people blue-collar workers who are angry at this gap between the rich and the poor. And so they voted either to leave the United, uh, European Union or voted for Donald Trump out of pure anger. And I thought, well, perhaps we're now going to get major changes. In fact, they didn't. Trump betrayed them. He actually looked after his rich mates. And uh, in the United Kingdom, Brexit is going ahead and I think there are going to be real problems. I don't think ordinary working-class people in the north of England are going to benefit that much. So that was one spell of anger, which didn't work out. I was going to say as well, Dr Keith, that I feel with Trump, he's got, been able to get away with it because they view because he says things that come across as honest because he's saying something that no one else admits to, that they let him get away with it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fine. He doesn't have to pay tax because at least he's honest about it. Yes, yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, he's got away with it. And so, you know, the, the revolt that I thought I was detecting in 2016 has not materialised. And what is very worrying is that when you look at young people's attitude towards the political system, the younger you are, the less you have faith in politics. They're apathetic. Apathetic. Or just not care. Yeah, because they know it's rigged against them. It, it's the elderly like me who... You're uh, not uh, elderly. <laughs> <laughs> ..who've drunk the Kool-Aid, you know, and we talk therefore about electoral processes and all the rest of it. But young people just say, well... It, it's a game for rich people. This is Global Truths with Dr Keith Suda. talking about getting rid of billionaires. Dr Keith, something will go down probably quite well, one would think. <laughs> um, big, biggest gap ever between rich and poor. Um, really, how do you get people to care about this again? A lot of the people, a lot of younger people are very apathetic and non-caring about the fact that, you know, they just accept it. They accept the tax system. They accept the fact that rich will just keep getting richer. How do we make people care? I think a lot of people have just simply given up with politics. And in a sense, there's some justification for that. If Because if you think about it, 
Uh, tax reforms will need to go through Congress and pretty well every politician is a millionaire. It's going to require a particular type of politician who's going to say, yes, I will vote to increase the marginal tax rate on the wealthy in this country, and that means I will end up paying more tax. I just don't think they're going to do that. And when you look at how the playing field actually is is stacked against people in the sense that the rich can employ great lawyers and accountants, so they can run rings around government lawyers and accountants. So the really talented go in and help people to find ways of minimising the amount of tax which they need to pay. So you've got a political process which is against you. Uh, You've also got the fact that people have got opportunities to employ very smart lawyers and accountants. Thirdly, you've got the opportunity to keep your money offshore, away from your own government. So it's in the Cayman Islands or British Virgin Islands or whatever. So you can keep it away from the prying eyes of taxation officials. So I'm I'm pretty pessimistic in terms of thinking about how we can do this. Clearly, you've got a lot of people now in America who are saying, like Senator Sanders, who are saying, um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who are saying we've got to increase the tax on the wealthy. So, okay, you've got good spokespeople for that point of view, but I just don't see the political will to do that. Remember we had the campaign against the the 1%, you know, the sit-in on Wall Street, which is actually a short distance away in the park, that all fizzled out. So um, I just don't think there is the political will. So I'm sorry to sound so depressing, but I'm a realist, as you know, mm. in political science terms. So at the moment, the Biden administration is being pressured by people on his side of politics, like Senator Sanders, like um, Senator Elizabeth Warren. I just don't think, though, that you're going to get the major changes Clearly, Americans need to be paying more tax if only to start rebuilding America. You know, they've got crumbling infrastructure. A lot of the infrastructure which you see in the United States was laid down in the 1950s when you had a Republican president, Eisenhower, who was taking in 80 to 90% of that maximum tax rate, even though he was a good Republican, although he would now be seen as too left-wing to be in the Republican Party today. But the general was able to create this... um, a highway program to cater for all the new wealthy Americans and their automobiles. And yet a lot of that infrastructure has not been updated since then. Mm. New York, for example, loses a lot of water as it goes through the pipes and the pipes are cracked. So the water actually trickles into the soil around the pipes rather than actually getting into the households. So you see a country with crumbling infrastructure. So the Chinese, who of course are the great rival, They're just saying, look at our infrastructure, it's all new. And they're able to say to this as yet another indication that China is the country of the future because America clearly is not spending enough on its infrastructure. Yeah, but then China also has a disparity between rich and poor as well, doesn't it? It does, but a lot of the poor have become a lot richer. President Xi is beginning to talk about the abolition of poverty in China. That's an incredible achievement. Now, admittedly, in order to, to have a bit of money doesn't take too much for a leap up the ladder, but nonetheless, they are achieving that milestone. And you've only got to go to China, as I do, and, you know, if you go at different intervals, you can see there are more buildings and there's more wealth. 
Um, now, you've still got problems in the western side of China, Xinjiang, Tibet. These are areas that resist Han imperialism. But generally speaking, in that middle of China, this north-south slab of China, you've got more wealth going up there. And that is transforming China. That's why a lot of Chinese are willing to put up with surveillance, limited expressions of opinion, etc., because they can see that the Chinese are feeding them. The government is keeping them well-fed and housed and educated. So worrying about politics, nah, that, that's what you guys do in the West. Well, I was about to say, well, this leads into here in Australia, surely we have the same sort of approach, that apathetic approach to two billionaires and the, and the disparity between rich and poor because we're a rich country. Yep, we're a rich country and there is a growing gap between the rich and the poor. But if the poor do receive some money, then they're happy with that. And there is no major push, except for left-wing think tanks, for there to be a crackdown on the extreme wealth that we see in this country. So it's going to be, if you want to abolish billionaires, best of luck. (laughs) It's not going to happen anytime soon. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I think they're going to be here for a while. So you're going to have to put up with it for quite a while yet. But I just simply draw it to your attention that you've got more people, more and more people who are expressing concern about the large numbers of billionaires in the United States and how that is distorting the political debate that goes on in the United States. Listener.